Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. You're all so quiet this morning. Welcome. It is good to have you here this morning. A special welcome if you happen to be a visitor with us. We are glad that you are here. And we invite you to fill out a trifold communication card that, oop, it's up on the screen or in the pew rack in front of you. Just fill it out, put it in the offering. We'd love to thank you for being here today. A few announcements. First of all, today, if you are up for it, you can leave this service after we're done and head down to First Lutheran and worship with them at 11. Today is a day of celebration for them. They are celebrating the completion of the inside renovation work of their sanctuary and building that has been going on for four years. Many, many people from Good Shepherd have been involved in that volunteer effort, so they're celebrating the completion of that piece, and they are also celebrating the beginning, the kickoff of the renovation of the, the uh, gallery space, the balcony area. Much of that will be done by professionals, by developers, and so we want to celebrate with them. Worship at 11, lunch at noon. You can also just join them for lunch, and then there will be a short program at 1 o'clock. There will be a few speakers. Uh, it promises to be done no later than 2. That includes an open house and dessert time, so join us if you can. Other announcements coming up this week on Saturday the 5th is one of our designated Habitat for Humanity days where we try to have a super large contingency from Good Shepherd working on the homes. If you look on page two of the Our Life, you will find information about where those homes are located and how you can get signed up to help out. On Tuesday evening, August 2nd, 7th, 7th, at 7 p.m., we are hosting a kickoff meeting for our year at Taft Elementary School. If you are curious about what happens down at Taft or who the other people are that are involved, I encourage you to come to that meeting on August 7th at 7 here in our fellowship hall, and you will learn more about our ministry there. Also on August 12th, two weeks from today at noon, we will be having some training for worship helpers, worship servants, people that serve as ushers, communion assistants, greeters, and acolytes. If you are interested in those jobs or one of those jobs but are not currently serving, we invite you to come for that training. We're going to divide up the groups, so hopefully everyone will be done in a half an hour. Uh, we'd love to add to our roster of people who are helping out at all of our various services. If you're a 930 person, you would be assigned to help at 930 services. So if you're interested in that, please uh, talk with us or just show up on the 12th of August. The Lord is adding to our numbers this weekend. We are blessed to have four baptisms. We had two last evening, Quentin and Alexander Breed, and we will have two at the 11 o'clock service, Chance and Jake Freshwater. And so we celebrate as God is blessing these young people. Also, we extend a word of sympathy to the family and friends of Norma Collins. Norma died on Friday. 
Uh, we do not yet have any information about arrangements for her service. May God bless us as we worship. Good morning. The first reading is from 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. One day a man from Baal Shalishah brought the man of God a sack of fresh grain and 20 loaves of barley bread made from the first grain of his harvest. Elisha said, give it to the people so they can eat. What? His servant exclaimed, feed a hundred people with only this? But Elisha repeated, give it to the people so they can eat. For this is what the Lord says, everyone will eat and there will even be some left over. And when they gave it to the people, there was plenty for all and some left over, just as the Lord had promised. Here ends the reading. The second reading is from Ephesians, the third chapter. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our gospel this morning comes from John. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. 
So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them, Don't be afraid, I'm here. Then they were eager to let him into the boat, and immediately they arrived at their destination. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. It's been a challenge in every single church that I've served, and it happens whenever the church gathers around food, whether it is a potluck or some sort of celebration or even a funeral, the food seems to multiply. Once everyone has eaten enough, and indeed many times more than enough, there is the challenge of what to do with the leftovers. At the end of the meal, the kitchen crew usually starts scrambling to find Tupperware and Ziploc baggies so they can portion out the food and send it home with people so nothing will go to waste. Well, Jesus had the same challenge in our gospel lesson today. At first, it looked like there wasn't going to be enough food. I mean, five loaves and two fish with 5,000 people. But you put those resources into the hands of Jesus, and there was enough. Indeed, there was more than enough, because they ended up with 12 baskets of leftovers. Sometimes I think this story is really just a foreshadowing of every potluck that would ever be held in the church. What to do with the leftovers? Scripture doesn't tell us what happened to those 12 baskets of leftovers that day. It just says that Jesus instructed the disciples to gather them up so that nothing would be lost. Who knows, maybe those disciples started scrambling to get Tupperware and Ziploc baggies so they could send the leftovers home with people who could then have fish sandwiches for lunch the next day. Of course, with Jesus, leftovers extend beyond just an abundance of food because the scriptures reveal that when you hang out with Jesus, you will know abundance an abundance of love, an abundance of grace, an abundance of forgiveness. With Jesus, there is always enough. Indeed, there is more than enough. The question is, what will we do with the leftovers? When Jesus sends us home from this worship time, we go home with our Ziploc of grace 
and our Tupperware of forgiveness? What will we do with the leftovers? How might God be inviting us to share his abundant gifts with our family, with our friends, maybe with complete strangers? How is God longing to multiply his gifts through our lives? So a few weeks ago, I went to a Reds baseball game. It was in between innings when that crazy-looking machine known as Redzilla came out, blowing smoke and making noise and shooting a cannon of those red squishy balls up into the crowd. And in our section, there was a little boy right in the front row. He's maybe six or seven years old, and he had his glove, and he was just hoping beyond hope that he was going to catch one of these red squishy balls. And sure enough, one of those balls came right up into our section, and it flew right over his head and basically landed into the hands of another boy, a little bit older, who was sitting just a few rows back. Well, As you can imagine, the kid in the back was pretty excited to have one of these squishy balls. Meanwhile, the kid in the front row was was devastated. So I was watching this whole thing play out, and, and a few minutes later, the dad of the kid who had the ball leaned over to his son and said something in his ear, and he was pointing at the kid in the front row. And then without any fanfare or arguing or pouting, The boy who caught the ball got up, walked down to the kid in the front row, and gave him the ball, which, of course, made that little boy very happy. And I have to tell you, I got a little bit choked up as I watched this small act of generosity unfold in front of me. It was better than watching the game, (laughs) which the Reds lost, by the way. Well, a couple of innings later, the boy and his dad were walking up the stairs, and they were going to come right by me. So I stopped them mid-step, and I said to the boy, loud enough for the dad to hear, I said, I saw what you did down there, how you gave your ball to that little kid in the front row. I thought that was pretty classy. And this kid just beamed, and he kept walking up the stairs, and The dad paused and he said, yeah, well, he's got a bunch of those at home already from other games. I thought he could stand to give one up. (laughs) You know, the hero of that story is the dad. Because he was teaching his son that the real joy of having an abundance is being able to share that abundance with others. Sure, that dad could have rejoiced that his son had one more squishy red ball he could add to his stockpile at home. But this dad chose another way. He invited his son to know the joy of generosity, of sharing the leftovers, if you will, with others. Now, I know that a red squishy ball is a pretty simple thing. But maybe this dad at the ballpark can, in some small way, help us understand the hope that our heavenly parent 
has for us. Because I wonder how often our heavenly parent leans into us and invites us to share his abundant gifts with others. And are we as willing as the little boy at the Reds game to give some of God's goodness away? I mean, how many red squishy balls do we really need? At what point can we stand to give some away? What to do with the leftovers? Maybe the point of the leftovers in the story of the feeding of the 5,000 is that they would be shared so that those beyond the 5,000 would also know the abundance of God's gifts. I mean, maybe that was God's plan to feed all of the hungry people in the region of Galilee that day by sharing And you know what? Our world is still hungry. Many are hungry for food, it's true. And most are also hungry for forgiveness, grace, and love. All of the things that our God abundantly offers. Maybe God's plan for feeding a hungry world is through us. As God leans in and invites us to share his abundant gifts with others. I love Paul's words in our second lesson today. When he says God's power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. God's power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. Now, a red squishy ball and a fish sandwich may not seem like much, but maybe that's where it all starts. God can take even those small acts and accomplish far more than we can, abundantly far more than we can ask or imagine. Through next week, we are going to be, we're collecting school supplies for Taft Elementary School. Now, a box of crayons and a package of pencils may not seem like much. It's something that most of us can provide from the abundance of stuff we already have at home. It may not seem like much, but maybe that box of crayons or that pack of pencils will encourage and empower some kid to learn. Or maybe it will help a teacher just focus on teaching instead of the lack of resources in her classroom. Maybe God working through our small gifts will accomplish more than we can ask or even imagine. After all, the feeding of the 5,000 happened because a little boy shared his five barley loaves and his two fish. Do you think he could ask or imagine what Jesus would do with those? What might God accomplish through us as we share our daily bread or a bit of God's grace and abundant love and forgiveness 
I mean, where in your life is God leaning in and inviting you to share? In this hour together, we are reminded that every day we receive God's abundant gifts. And there isn't enough Tupperware or Ziploc baggies in the whole wide world to hold God's good gifts. We will leave here with enough, indeed with more than enough. The question is, what will we do with the leftovers? Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.